Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Vibe hair, bitch. Vibe hair. 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 Superficial magic is like if goop were no, fun. It's like you don't have to go find your path. You just have to relax and let your path find you. Time isn't real. Math isn't real. If you focus on magic, you will create magic. That's like a 100% John Stamos guarantee. You really can manifest Vibe anything hair. you want. Vibe hair, bitch. Vibe hair. Vibe hair, bitch. Vibe hair. Hi, vibrators. Welcome to Superficial Magic, the most magical place on the planet. That's not a question. That's a fact. (laughs) It is. I'm your host, Megan Granger. As always, I'm joined by producer Crystal Chris. Um, So named by me. He's not really that into crystals, but whatever. I fuck with crystals. (laughs) I fuck with crystals. (laughs) You fucked a crystal? I Maybe. I don't know. You never know. It was consensual, I think. (laughs) Um, Today's guest is self-proclaimed by you your new best friend i think probably new best friend for sure yeah future best friend uh i found him on youtube because he has an amazing channel he's also a he's like won emmys and and stuff he's a host for dancing with the stars he interviews the dancers and he does abc correspondent stuff and all of those amazing things but i was drawn to him because he went and interviewed this little girl who can be blindfolded three times and see through her third eye. That's outrageous. Isn't that... How's that possible? At, right? That's incredible. You would think... It, the video has been seen 10 million times. He has a really, really cool uh, YouTube channel. But uh, you would think this would be more popular. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because that's pretty... That's pretty cool. We should all do that. Yeah. It kind of makes me wonder about that Inception kind of thing. Like, can you go see Secret plans like in the president's office Whoa! you know could you go see donald <sighs> trump's plans <laughs> uh could you go see somebody's diary is somebody reading my diary right now oh man right through the walls mm-hmm. like that's not okay with me so if somebody's doing that with their third eye stop yeah. but also i want mine to open because mm. i'm i'm ready um i haven't even said his name yet i got so excited his name is frank ella reedy I Frank. think I'm saying that right, but he's just an absolute doll face. He's incredible. He's so, so awesome. So he's traveled around the world. He's talked to the most interesting people, doing the most interesting things in spirituality, in my opinion. So I just wanted him to come on, tell us a little bit about his experience with this third eye stuff, and then some of the interesting people he's met, some of the cool stuff he's experienced, and he did not disappoint. Damn. Yeah. He's, Seems like you guys had a really good time. Yeah, he's he's really, really rad. We talk a lot about the third eye, and Frank actually goes to Germany with some of his YouTube listeners for this big event that they do, or I guess more seminar on how to open your third eye, how to like do all the tricks the little girl he found does. They can read with their eyes closed. They can pick colors. He kind of explains what that process is like. Um So not everybody has the money to go to Germany and do this very expensive retreat. Of course, he gives a book suggestion. It's Supernatural by um, Joe Dispensia, I believe. So I'm going to read that today for sure. There's 
also a lot of things on YouTube. I've been reading a lot of firsthand experiences. It can be kind of scary. You do need to be grounded when you do these things because you're opening a new portal. So it's not it's not a something to take lightly. Definitely, definitely be um, aware as you're doing this process, but also go for it because it's opening in an entire different realm. So I don't know. New new staple at our house. Yeah. Who knows? You guys were vibing higher. Yeah, I think we might kidnap him. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh I I was gonna do a quote of the day. Yeah. I'm not going to anymore. I wanna okay. talk about something else. Nice. We don't have music for this yet, but it's what I manifested. Or you I manifest no. Uni did what? That's what it is. Uni did what? Can you make a song for that? Let's do it. The universe did what? Uni did what? Uni did what? You needed what? Bye. Okay, okay, so here's what the universe did. It <laughs> um it threw us a really cool bone. Yeah. It threw us a really cool boner. <laughs> Universal boner. <laughs> it helped us create something we all needed, which is a band. Mm. A pretty much superficial magic band. Yeah. Yeah. Can you say a little bit more about this? Yeah. I feel like we all kind of met me, Megan, you had a, a bunch of brilliant ideas for some songs and we just started making some beats. <laughs> <laughs> we started making some, you know, creating some music behind it. I mean, so you're Chris is a musical genius. He won't say it, but you've been doing amazing things since you were 12. Um, you're, you're great with that. And I have always wanted to make music. I mean, but that wasn't even an option. I can't play any instruments. I can't uh, even really hum what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, you can. You, you <laughs> yeah, I, 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 can, I can hum it. Um, but so Ed Weeks and I made that Vibe Higher song because I just sent him a little voice memo be like, Vibe Higher, bitch, Vibe Higher. And he the was able intro. to, yeah, the show intro. And he was able to create this amazing fucking song. And then you were able to create Crazy Girl Therapy, this song that's awesome. It's like these short segments of the show turned into... To songs. Like, yeah, musical. So then me, you and Ed have been meeting, Ingrid as well, in our basement. Secret basement meetings. Secret basement meetings, just cranking out songs. We have one on uh, on birth times. Yeah. We have one on uh, the future. The future. Vision boards. Mm-hmm. We have one on a lover. Yeah. That might be for your next life. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So they're all songs that are quite humorous, but they sound dope as shit. I love the way you tease that. That is brilliant. That's brilliant. You set it up really nicely. Right? I didn't give anything away. Like uh -uh. people are like, huh? And yeah. then they're going to be like, oh. Oh, dang. It's going to drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the beat is just going to be like, damn, they did that shit. So we're going to try to make music videos for it soon because it's really, really fun. Uh, maybe Frank can be in one. Oh, my God. Frank, are you listening? Will you be in our music video? It's just all of us handing him like flowers and <laughs> dancing around him. We all love Frank. Yes. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, hopefully that'll happen soon. And I just think it's one of the coolest things I've ever personally manifested because when I wanted to move in with people or, and really my whole life, my whole dream was just to have people who are creating art and it's like communal and 
this is way past anything I ever expected because not only am I just around people creating art, we're doing it together. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, me too. I mean, it, it it's amazing how things come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I never expected to be doing this kind of comedy music yeah. podcasting. I mean, it's really incredible. So the universe is taking care of us. Oh, wow. Listen to Chris. Chris has been spending his $4,000 a day. You've been manifesting your, your fake $4,000 a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still getting like emails from Guitar Center. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Did you forget something? No, I didn't forget the $7,000 in my cart. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you're actually putting things in your cart. Mm-hmm. That's extreme. I like that. Yeah, they stay there. but Yeah. You're also manifesting a giant umbrella. Oh, yeah. We need like a serious patio umbrella, you know? One of those like ones at angle and keep the sun, you know, really out of your way. Chris, I don't think you and I need to avoid the sun anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real. We are, we're both very dark skinned potentially, but very pale. Yeah. From, you know, sitting inside. What's wrong with that? (laughs) Vampires. Mm -hmm. So you guys, let me know what you think of this episode. I think you're really going to love it. If you do, rate it five stars on Apple and leave a comment. It means the world to us. And uh, yeah, check check him out on YouTube, on Instagram. He leaves all his handles at the end of the episode. And uh, join the Facebook group, Superficial Magic Vibrators. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Hi, Frank. Hi. (laughs) Okay, so there's so much to cover, so little time, but let's start from the beginning of our day today. You came over and set an attention, Mm -hmm. and then you did Rape. Hape? Rape or Hape, depending on... uh, Like, depending on the tribe, I guess. Okay, so what does that do? All right, so when I was in Costa Rica doing um, plant medicine... Mm. ayahuasca they give you this thing hape um before the before the ayahuasca ceremony and what it's meant to do is just really ground you and you set your intention and it's funny because like when i first did it i couldn't focus and there's like people around me throwing up or crying or having you know orgasmic reactions and so i just couldn't focus and so i went to the shaman and i said i just can't focus i can't focus and she uh it was like the shaman's helper she gave me hape and it's tobacco that's been marinated for two years and then dried out and then it's um pounded into this like dust almost this tobacco powder and you blow it up your nose and immediately all of my distractions just went away and i was very much in myself wow yeah and so So, now i just do it whenever i want to be grounded so it just kind of roots you and wow okay yeah Yeah. i really need that because i have (laughs) very bad add but the uh the process looks kind of scary you have to put a wooden thing in your nose and snort it i don't know it's it's a little interactive for me i'll think about that uh (laughs) It seems like it's it's a cool thing, and I love that you set an intention first. Yeah, yeah, and it can be intimidating for people to see the, you know, you're putting this applicator in your nose and blowing it. Um, yeah, you know, so once you get over that, um, it's it's pretty powerful. Okay, well, yeah. I I'm always open to and maybe new... by the end of this podcast, you'll change your mind. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm already like I want it now. Um, we have you here today because I'm obsessed with you. 
first. Secondly, you are a third eye connoisseur. Kind of by accident, yeah. How how on accident? How did this start? It started with um, so I've always been into spirituality in my personal life, and I would um, and I would just like constantly be seeking and searching. And one day, I get this phone call from a temple that I had visited um, earlier that year, and they said, "There's something you might want to see. There's uh, this little girl." And they sent me a video of her on Capitol Hill demonstrating to senators, I think it was, um, how she could see while she was fully blindfolded. What? And I thought, this is really cool. I want to go experience this myself. And so I went and I brought a crew with me and we shot it. And I actually pitched it to uh, a TV show um, because I am a TV journalist. And they were like, no, we don't think so. We don't think anybody would watch that or is interested in that. So I yeah, well, was like, okay, I'll put it on YouTube. And I did. And it got 10 million views. Wow. And, and then from there, um, somebody who worked at Spirit Science um, suggested that I go do the same thing with this woman in England. So I did that. And then I did it with somebody in Salt Lake City and then in Germany. And it just kind of kept building and building and building. Wow. Um, and since then, I've spoken to people who are doing this in Russia, in Mexico. I mean, it's all over the world. And it's basically this phenomenon where... And let me just say also, seeing from the third eye is just a side effect. It's not like what the what the what it's meant for. It's not the gift. Like there's so much. Your intuition opens up. You um, become more sensitive. You manifest easier. And what is visual? Because I'm a TV journalist, so it's all visual for me. What's visual is that you can blindfold these people and they yes. can still see everything. Mm -hmm. But that's just really a side effect and a symptom of everything else well of course society's like show us the david copperfield shit right, right. who cares yeah. if you're connected to right, god to source yeah. or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. wow yeah. so i was watching these videos of course and people really are just blindfolded and telling you what they're holding yeah yeah and and beyond that there's there what I don't know if, I mean, it's in some of the videos, like the Salt Lake City one, you see it, but we put cotton pads, these like round cotton pads, and their eyes are closed. We put a cotton pad on top of that, mm. and then a blindfold, and then something called the mindfold, which like lets zero light in. Wow. And it, it was tested in a lab in Italy at the University of Bari, and they put infrared cameras or infrared, yeah, cameras inside of the blindfold to prove that zero light can come in. And so they're able to tell what color they're holding. Oh, anything. 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 What? I mean, I've done this with blind people in Germany who are legally 100% blind. They have a um, uh, an identification card from the country saying this person is legally 100% blind. Are and you sure they just didn't have that so they could take their dogs on planes? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, there's easier ways to get your dog right, on a that's plane. that's true. Um, no, when you look in their eyes, you can tell they're fully. Yeah. You can tell they're when somebody's blind. And uh, they... He surprisingly with the blindfold on he still would need to put the blindfold on just because that's how he justifies it in his head that this is mm. how it works he really doesn't need the blindfold according to the teacher but he thinks he does so when he puts the blindfold on this blind man two blind men they could see everything so they i would give them a, a children's book and they'd read it for me they would um i would draw something and they can redraw it exactly how i drew it that's crazy and the fact that yeah. this isn't on national news every day is shocking and says a lot uh because that's really cool so i uh i don't know much about the third eye i did some research <laughs> <laughs> last night and so it's the 
pineal gland. Am I saying that right? Right. Yeah, the pineal gland. Pineal yeah, gland. Some people say pineal, whatever. And it's in the middle of our brain between the two hemispheres. Yeah. And in most of us, most of us, it's like shut. And what's that word when something's calcified? Just calcified from fluoride and right. all the shit we do. So it's just kind of a dead organ. But what it should be is this water-filled, crystal-filled ball that connects us to source and helps us manifest. Yeah, basically. I mean, it has a lot of functions like in the physical world and spiritual world. Um, it, it, it is good for melatonin. So like the reason that we go to sleep every night is because the pineal gland is producing melatonin. Um, I think that's right. <laughs> yeah. And it right? produces serotonin and, and serotonin. melatonin. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask you. So if we take melatonin, are we helping it? I don't know. I stopped taking melatonin. I used to take it a lot because uh, I did a genetic test and apparently it's just not good for me to take melatonin. Mm. So I stopped. But uh, yeah, probably. Mm. Honestly, maybe. I don't know. I, I can't say that for sure. Yeah. Um, but, but that is its purpose. And so, you know... We are electrical beings. And so every like every practice that I've done this in now in Germany, in India, in England, this is the funny thing, is they all talk about it in a different way, completely different. They all have their own kind of modality. Yeah. And so the one in Salt Lake City, um, the American ones, they say that everything is um, electricity, right? So the guy that teaches the class actually can't even see from his third eye, but he teaches other people to do it perfectly. But what he can do is he can generate that same electricity into other ways. So he would like, he broke a metal bar in front of me with his pinky because he says, well, I just channel all the electricity into my pinky and then I break the bar. And Ooh. so he says that the meditations he teaches is just stimulate using, sending electricity to the pineal gland to stimulate it and open it up and decalcify oh. and all of that. So that's kind of... So why can't he open his? Is there just some? Are there just some people who can't? I don't think it's open or not open. Mm. I think it's just more like that's just not how his manifests. Like Got that's not it. how you know. And also, he's an adult, you know, and it's it's really a lot easier for people under the age of twelve, because by then you don't have your logical brain really yet. And it's not fully formed. And so you're not saying as you're doing it, is this really happening? Am I doing this? How, how do I know there's not a hole in this? Like, that's all the stuff that happens. Kids are just like, okay, let's play. Let's do yeah. it. This is fun. And it's just a game for them. So like in my class that I'm having in Germany uh, in a week, one of the, everybody's an adult. One is nine years old. And we just know she'll pick it up on like day two. Everybody wow. else, it'll be like day five, day six, day seven, you know. Um, on day two, she'll be, she'll be perfect. So... Wow. So were we all seeing with our third eye when we were little and we just don't even know? We weren't because we were never told that we could. Right. But had we been told and had, was, it, was this, if this was just a normal thing, yeah, I believe that probably most kids would be seeing mm. with their third eye. But like, that's not ever anything that you've heard of until you've probably seen my videos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not something we know or even think about. Yep. And so these parents that are sending their kids to these kinds of schools, I mean, they're really on the forefront and they're really like, those kids are lucky to have parents like that who are like, let's try this, let's do this. You like, know? No shit. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Like, what a gift. Right. I would totally. do anything to have learned about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait to take my nephew. He's like five right now. Oh, I think I'll probably goodness. take him when he's like eight. Wow. He's you know? going to, yeah. <laughs> he's going to be so advanced. Um, okay. So I, I had a dream once. I want to ask you about it. Yeah. I am, I was in a house and all of a sudden I was moving at the speed of light through a tunnel and ended up in a different like dream house. 
And it felt like that's kind of what manifesting through your third eye is like from the literature I'm reading. Okay. So the third eye from what I'm gathering, if you can, it's always open, but if you can activate it consciously and imagine a scenario, you can move into that scenario faster than without it. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, like that's kind of what quantum physics is getting into now. So like, do you know about Joe Dispenza? Oh, yeah. So I'm reading his book now, Supernatural. Actually, you should probably read that book because um, one of the Third Eye teachers told me that he read that book and he called me and he's like, Frank, it's like he took these meditations right out of our course because there's meditations in the book. Really? He's like, like two or three of those meditations are the exact ones they teach their students to open their third eye. Wow. And, and they got it from the royal family in Indonesia. That's where they were taught. Wow. It's called Mar, uh, Marpati Puti. And... Mm. Um, yeah, so he talk, Joe Dispenza talks a lot about that too. He says there's all of these um, different dimensions that we're living in. And once you can visualize that scenario, you move and, and like really feel it and do it with emotion, you move into that. You move into that um, state of awareness that like, I, I mean, dimension sounds so woo woo, but like dimension, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I have a definite block around manifest or like and visualizing with emotion. I don't, it's very strange. So, I can feel all my chakras pretty much open, but the third eye one is not at mm. all. It's the one that I cannot <laughs> feel. So I'm really curious about how to do that. I know you are going to a course and there's obviously a very long process of how to properly right. do I it. I mean, you really need a, a teacher to set the space because like a lot of, so I, the class is twenty five hundred dollars, and I'm mm. that's what they're paying to go. Um, it's not always that way, but that one is twenty five hundred, and they, you know, these YouTube followers. I, I'll like read the comments, and all of them are like, "Can you just do a video and show us how to do it?" Like, we can't afford to go to Germany or whatever it is, and I wish I could, but there's not a way that I know that I can just say, "Hey, do this, and your third eye will open," um, to where you can see. Mm. But I, there are tips, like for example, leading up to the course, um, the teachers tell everybody to visualize for a month leading up to the course that you can do this, that you are doing it. You say the affirmations in your head. I can see, I can, I can see from my third eye easily and effortlessly or not even third eye. You could say, I can see with my eyes blindfolded easily and effortlessly stuff like that. And you just keep saying it over and over. I'm talking about for like a month, a hundred times a day. You just keep doing it, keep saying it and really believe that you can do it because the big thing about this and why kids under the age of 12 can do it so easily is because they don't have that doubt to them. It's just a game. The adults are telling them they can do it. So they must be able to do it. Right. Mm. And so they pick it up so fast. Whereas like even me, when I was able to do it for the first time in Germany, um, I, I, they took me out on the street. I'm fully blindfolded. And I was reading all the license plates. I could, she was like, who's across the street? I'm like, it's a delivery man. He's wearing yellow and red. And it was like a DHL delivery person. Their uniforms are yellow and red. I could see everything. And, but immediately I got angry, which is so funny with myself. Cause I thought I was lying and I was like, I'm cheating. Somehow this is not working. And I got actually really mad. And then it stopped working completely. Everything went black, Whoa. like pitch black. So you really have to stay super happy, super optimistic in the beginning while you're still like learning. Once you get really, really confident, you don't have to do that anymore. For me, I have to keep smiling while I do it. I have to keep like constantly <laughs> smiling and I have to keep thinking happy, happy, happy. I can do this. This is great. It's so fun. Um, when I stop doing that, it stops working. And so um, that's a big thing is to stay happy. And, and then the 
biggest thing on top of that, I would say, is practice your intuition. A big part of the course, a lot of it, aside from the meditation and from the things that really honestly only the teacher can teach, is um, learning the um, intuitive process and to trust your gut. And so like we would be blindfolded and they would have like a yellow paper and a red paper on the table and they'd say what two colors are on the table and you just have to say it and you do that like a hundred times in one day and by the end you're getting every single color right and you're not seeing you're just fully relying on your intuition oh. i actually have a card a playing card from a deck of like 52 cards in my backpack that i got during that course because also what they would do is they would put a card on the table you're fully blindfolded they say what card is it and you're like uh 10 of hearts and then, like, always one person in the group of, like, 20 people in the class had the card right. One or two people. That's and so I got so it right one of the times. And, and they give you the card. And it's, it's really interesting because think about it, There's, like, 52 cards, I think, in a deck. And, you know, you have, like, the, all the different shapes, all the different colors. And they'll, and they'll tell you, like, which one card is it. And you'll say, it's a 10. Okay, what shape? Heart. And then you're right. That's so wild. So, you know, and then, and the big thing also is to be okay with not being right because a, a lot of it, especially in the beginning, you're getting it wrong. And then they say, they always say, celebrate when you get it right and then celebrate even more if you get it wrong. Like they just want you to be happy, happy, happy constantly. Mm. And it's just a lot of it is being like a kid. This class, if you, if you see the video that I made, it's just like, it's a lot of being a kid. We're playing with like building blocks and crayons and, and coloring books and children's books. And it's just really fun. Yeah, you can't take it too seriously. Any you of can't. this, it's such a paradox because it is so important. Yeah. And it's also, you can't take it seriously or it right. doesn't work. Right. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating because you're right. It's like, you want, you're like, I'm taking this so seriously. I really want this to work. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you have to like not take it seriously yeah, for it to work. Yeah, because then you're controlling it and like right. being a dumb ego asshole. And then you're using asshole. your brain, your mind, your logical mm -hmm. brain. And it has, this has nothing to do with logic. In fact, the smartest people don't do well in this class, which is why I think I did well. I'm not <laughs> That's smart. I'm really not. I'm very um, experiential and I'm fun and I'm curious, but I'm not like a thinker. Like even when I did ayahuasca in Costa Rica, I went with a friend who's like a brainiac from San Diego. And he was like reading every book about, um, about psychedelics leading up to it. Every book about DMT. He was like, okay, this is what we're supposed to feel. This is what we're supposed to feel. And I just read nothing, did nothing. I was just like, give me the cup. I'm going to drink and experience, you know, I had no, like, what am I supposed to feel? Is this right? What's happening? I didn't question. I just took it. And like, that is very helpful, you know, to yeah. kind of be kind of ignorant, honestly, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was reading a lot about, Number one, was ayahuasca great for you? Incredible. Oh, Incredible you for it? reconnecting with my inner child. Big oh, man. time. What, what do you mean? Tell me a little bit more. Well, like, do you even remember? I'm sure maybe you do. I didn't remember who I was as a kid. I, I wouldn't even like recall what I looked like really, what mm -hmm. I thought, what I felt. I mean, I was like, yeah, I'm sure I was young once. I mean, like, you know, there's pictures, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I never really thought about him. I always say to him, now I talk to him as like he's another person. Um, but I never thought about him. And then... So on my last day of ayahuasca, because um, I did four days in a row, I was, I was laying there and I just start crying hysterically thinking about my inner child. And he came up to me and he says, um, he said, he was like, what's wrong? Why are you crying? And I was like, because I forgot about you. Aww. And I know I'm like going to cry even thinking about it now. And he said, and he's just so innocent. He was like, that's okay. I'm not mad. And he just like shrugged. He's like, that's okay. I'm not mad. Aww. And I was like, and then he's, and then I'm still crying. And he says, but from now on, can you just take me everywhere you go? 
and I just like lost it. I was I was crying so so much, Aww. and he's just so innocent and like I'm not mad at you. I love you, but like, can you just take me everywhere you go and like don't forget about me anymore? And like, it's just so powerful because then you reconnect with like what you always wanted when you were little, and like every decision we make now is just really our inner child, yeah. like wanting something. You know, when you run to a relationship you're not supposed to be in or whatever, it's because you want that little child inside of you just wants to be loved or protected or whatever. Or if you are chasing a career or money, it's because again that little kid just wants to feel safe and take it. Like just whatever it is, I'm making all of these up, but whatever your scenario is, it's just it goes back to that inner child. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So powerful, and, yeah, yeah. So when I, I do interviews now, I always tell myself like, speak to that person's inner child, you know. Smart. So every time I talk to somebody, I'm like, what does that little child inside of them want right now? What do they want me to ask them? What do they want to say? Mm, you know. Yeah, I remember every single moment of my childhood. It's kind of creepy, actually. Mm. But <laughs> my problem is like, I. I have a lot of judgments about myself as a little mm, kid. It's mm-hmm. very strange. I had that. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought I was ugly. I always thought mm-hmm. I was like not good enough. I was, you know, and like moving to, I'm from LA, but to Hollywood specifically and all my friends are models and beautiful. And then you start comparing and, yeah. you know, so I always had like, or like if my parents didn't do something that a neighbor's parents did, I'd be like, well, how come they got that? And I didn't, you know, totally. And I, you know, we all do that. We all have our things. And, um, but then when you when you do plant medicine or anything, any kind of work that connects you with your inner child, you just forgive all of that. And you just like love that kid. You love your parents because, you know, you understand that we all made agreements before we came here. Yep. We're all just a bunch of <laughs> blindfolded dumbasses. Yeah. 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 <laughs> trying our hardest. Yeah. But uh, to kind of bring it back to my newest <laughs> obsession, the third eye, um, it sounds like opening it. I'll stop using that term apologies. It sounds like activating. It. Activating is what I like. Yeah. Yeah. Activating. Cause it's, it's not that it's, cause you said earlier a dead organ. It's not dead or else you would be dead. It's right. It's there and it's active. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just not active to the point where, you know, you're seeing while it's you're blindfolded. Doing anything. Or you're, yeah. So they were showing me in this video, I was watching like a, a like a, just being so close. It was just a bone almost. It's tiny. Yeah. And they were like, it should be big and alive. And this is like a, a, like calcified bone basically oh interesting i actually didn't even know that yeah so i i don't know but anyway okay. that really scared me and i was like i don't want it to be a bone <laughs> right i won't um but then i was you can re- take ormus or what's that ormus deactivates your uh decalcifies the pineal gland allegedly what where do i get that it's incredible i should have brought you some i uh, actually i just went to the lab i have a video coming out with the creator of it i went to the i fell in love with this product so i asked him if i can make a video um, he invited me to his lab where he's never invited anybody where he makes this. His name is Archer. He has a company called Now Alchemy, which actually sponsors the Shaman Jurek, Shaman Jurek's podcast, oh, who we yeah. were just talking about earlier before the podcast. He, um, so what Ormus is, it's like a hundred minerals from the Dead Sea and the Himalaya. This one specifically, they're all made differently, I think, where they get their minerals. And then they, and it also has essence of gold, platinum, and other precious minerals. And what it does on a physical level, obviously, because you're getting all these nutrients, is like you feel good, you're healthy, you're energetic, you sleep better. On a spiritual level, and I gave this to a friend recently, she's a famous actress, and she was like, she called me the other day, she's in like Milan uh, Fashion Week right now, and she was like, Frankie, my dreams are, I'm like traveling in my dreams, my meditations are 10 times stronger, what did you give me? This thing, Ormus, is so powerful. Where do we order it? 
For, you can get it from Now Alchemy. That's okay, a, that's the brand that I like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting it. Yeah. And I like theirs because, and he showed me, he wouldn't do it on camera because he didn't want to like call out any other companies. He showed me like certifications from, uh, or not certifications. He, he ran lab work on some of his competitors and they don't have gold, which is like the main ingredient in it that according to the ancient Egyptians, like they used to, the high priestess used to give it to the Pharaoh. And nobody else was allowed to have Ormus, like in ancient days, apparently. And now we can, you know, thanks to modern technology. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with the Egyptians. <laughs> yeah, what the me fuck too. were they? Were they aliens? Who knows, honestly. But honestly, like there are, we still don't know how they were able to do anything. build those pyramids do and do all anything. that. Yeah, we still don't we know. We don't know how they were able to embalm people. We don't know. Like, yeah. I just remember picking up little things. I'm from Kansas in history <laughs> class or science class where I was just like, that's weird. I want to know more yeah. about that. And that kind of kept my mind open to a lot of mm. things. So I wasn't just a totally brainwashed I love that. person. But I just remember sitting in Egypt and they were like, we have no idea how to embalm people like they did. Wait, they have no idea how they did this and this and this and this. And I'm like, that's kind of weird, don't you think? Yeah, like, I mean, think about it. We're still finding things in the pyramids. We're still discovering things. Yeah. There's so much we don't know. And that's my thing is I'm not... I'm not saying that there were aliens. I'm not saying that there weren't. But my point is we should always be open to the possibility of like, maybe there's something we don't know. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, maybe there's something we don't know. And maybe, maybe it's not all what we've been told. And maybe, you know, just always be open to that possibility. Because once you think you know, or you're closing off the po to other possibilities, you stop learning, you stop advancing, you, your consciousness gets stuck. You know? Yeah, you are not Egyptian anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> I also really love that they worshipped cats, and I think they were onto something. And you have a little kitty running oh around here, gosh, a little a foster. Five -week God. Baby. Suki. Suki. <laughs> so this is what I was kind of getting at. I'm yeah. reading all these people's experiences of of it activating and it sounds terrifying as fuck like one lady is a doctor and she's laying in bed she said she was starting to meditate and try to open this uh further and she saw a bright white light coming through her window whoa through the top of her head and she shot up off the bed with all of her covers attached and like landed on her cat whoa yeah poor cat i know uh that was kind of the part of the story that really got me i was like but what about your cat yeah. um a lot of these stories of it activating sound intense is that why it's better to do it in a course or something like that i mean the course is not i mean you're not gonna shoot out or anything like that. No, it's like it's a gradual thing and i like that's what i like and who yeah. knows everybody's experience is different i'm sure i don't know what hers was or how she did it yeah but um you know so one video i just shot um, this weekend, actually, I was asked to go to the Emmys by ABC and by Extra, and I said no to both because I had already, like, months before, planned um, this shoot, not knowing it was Emmy weekend. And the guy flew from Bali to shoot with me, so I couldn't, like, I couldn't reschedule. You know what right. I mean? And but this guy is like a Kundalini master, and and I had been doing Kundalini for ten, fifteen years now, so I thought, oh, I've already had my Kundalini awake, and I'm fine, you know. But honestly. What he does is with the wave of his hand, it's exactly like you just demonstrated or, or described. These people are like shooting up and their eyes are fully closed. They don't know that he's around them. There's like 30 people in the class. If he like um, waves his hand over their stomach, their stomach would just start going like this. No. Their, their head would start um, lifting up. It's pretty powerful. Like the video, I'll show you. I might have some of the video on my phone. It's wild. I'm not like we're talking right now. It's September. I'm not releasing it till January just because I have like such a backlog. Um, 
But when it comes out, and this is why people should subscribe to the YouTube channel, Frank Ellaridi, because when it comes out, and so many others that I'm making right now, it's just going to blow your mind. Literally with the wave of his hand, he's activating the Kundalini in people's bodies. And that's intense. People are having orgasmic, like literally like screaming orgasm. Some people are in pain. Some people were like crying. One guy was like this big, like six foot four, super muscular dude and was like from New York. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, I tried. (laughs) And he was like, he was like, um, and he's a Kundalini teacher in New York. And he was like, I, uh, didn't even realize how much grief I have. And it was all released. And he said also another big epiphany he had after, because he looks like he's in pain, but after he's just so calm and happy. And he says, because I'm such a big guy, I realize that I try so hard to make people feel unthreatened. Like when I walk into a room and like, I try to like lower who I am and make myself smaller. It's so weird, right? And powerful. And because that's not something I ever would have thought of because I'm not, I'm like 5'10", 5'11". You know, he's like this six foot four guy. I never would have thought that that would be a thing that he thinks of when he walks into a room. But he had that realization. And then this other girl next to me is literally having an orgasm. She was like, oh, 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 like for like 30 minutes straight. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't focus. <laughs> and it was like, it's like, cause it's activating all, you know, the Kundalini and it can be a very pleasurable thing and it can be a very painful thing. But all that to say that, yeah, I mean, everybody's experience is different. So maybe hers was a painful experience with the third eye. Some, some are very beautiful and, and like motherly. It just depends on your experience. Yeah. Wow. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, I I prefer the motherly. Totally. Me too. Light one. But there's there's some term. It's like Brahmin's cave or something. Have you do you know what I'm talking about? Mm. No. No, but it's funny that you say this because I was literally just about to tell you something about India. But go ahead. No, no, no. No, no. You first. Well, they were saying that it's like like, like that's another term for the third eye. Sometimes it's like a little Uh. cave in the middle of your brain and. This other guy, I went deep on this. Okay, wow, Frank, you did. I really you did, did your research more uh, yes, than me yesterday. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm more experiential. Yeah, no, I love yeah, that. Yeah, I but love tell that. Tell me, I want to know. Yeah, this. I, 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 I'm so, <laughs> I'm so jealous of that. But uh, he was saying it felt like. <laughs> It felt like like a billion suns exploding inside mm. of that. And I was That's just, how he described it? Yeah. And I kind of thought, I don't like that idea. That sounds really scary. Uh, so That sounds exciting to me. Yeah, probably. That sounds exciting. See, that's maybe the difference. But also what I was gonna say is I'm going sometimes it's not beautiful. Spirituality is not always a beautiful thing. No. So what I'm doing in January also is I'm going to India and to Nepal. I have this one of my videos, I don't know if you've seen it, is about this um healer, this Indian healer named Dr. Pankaj Naram. And I saw a TED talk about him. I was like, I need to meet him. So I did. What's his vibe? What's his deal? Incredible guy. Uh, I have seen things and I haven't even posted them, but his, his like right hand man, Dr. Clint Rogers, who did the TED talk is a good friend now. And he showed me, um, literal like actual documents. He would send them to me on WhatsApp, um, pictures and documents of like a girl with a vitiligo fully covered her face with white patches. She's Indian, so she has brown skin, white patches all over her face. Um, He showed me a photo three or six months later, I can't remember. There was barely, I think there was like two tiny little patches left. Mm. And that's supposed to be an incurable thing. Yeah. He showed me a CNN reporter, an Indian CNN reporter who had... uh, her documents, she had kidney stones, but so many that she they were like, we need surgery. And she went to him reluctantly. Her parents made her go. She's like, 
she's like a right brain or you know like total like or left brain whatever the logical side is uh journalist and was like not interested but she she went and the kidney stones were gone um he showed me he has shown me cancer patients like before and after he a woman and this was in the huffington post uh, that was a patient of his was like in her late 50s and wanted a child and he was like and the doctors were like don't even try it's impossible she went to him within a few weeks she was getting her period again no and had a baby and brought the baby back to um, dr naram to meet her Oh my goodness. I mean, these stories. So that's his vibe. And he's taking me to India to meet one of his um, gurus who's an Aghori, who's 123 years old, who, where he goes to his, he goes to a, like a secret village and he says, where I go, they call me young man. No. And he's 123. Anyway, I'm meeting him. He's an Aghori. Do you know about the Aghori? No. You should read this book called The Agora, The Left Hand of God. My whole point to saying this is, spirituality is not always a beautiful thing so the reason why they call it the left hand of god is because while most of us chase god going the right hand which is honestly more my path too, like the right hand the right way so they say like toward the light toward the light Mm. they go through the left side which is through the darkness the dark 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 until they get to the light 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 so their whole thing is the same thing it's love purity all that they have a direct line to the divine they really do i mean i've seen this guy do miracles um but he's gone through the left hand of god which is he they do um they do their ceremonies. I forgot what they're called. It starts with an S, but they do it in the, in the, in funerals. They do it. They do it at cemeteries. They eat out of skulls. They drink urine. They walk around naked. I mean, they are really like the dirty part of life, Whoa! but they embrace the dirty to the point where they have no more ego. They're like, you know what I mean? They just are like their whole life is just destroy, destroy the ego, not destroy. I hate to say that. Sorry. I'm going to take that back because that's a huge mistake that we make in, in, in the West and everywhere. It's not about destroying the ego. It's about, um, it's about connecting with, with source and you actually they embrace the ego because they say like when i'm talking to shiva that's what this agora says i'm using my personality to Mm. speak to him you Mm -hmm. need your personality it's our anchor you know so he's like i I, i'm in this deep meditation he can be in meditation for days at a time but he's still using his ego his personality to have a conversation with source right you know what i mean yeah it's not about destroying the ego that was a mistake to say well yeah i mean it's 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 interesting that we need both. It's yeah, the do. earth experience is important and our ego helps us facilitate that, but definitely yeah. transcending it every once in a while is for uh, sure. Absolutely. And transcending was the right word. Yeah. 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 What's the craziest shit you've seen doing all of this? I mean, this wasn't enough. Everything I've already <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned. <laughs> no, it was, I was just wondering if it goes any, any more. Honestly, the third eye probably is the biggest thing. Um, but I've done everything from I've gone to uh, Kahuna's in Hawaii. I've gone to John of God in Brazil three times. I've been to, um, I'm I honestly like every everything you could possibly imagine. I've I've tried or I've explored. You know, there's still so much more too. But um, I think India is going to be a huge one for Have me you ever for been sure. There no. Oh my gosh. No. Oh, and wow. I've been I've been asked like three times. And actually, I have this uh, a, a bruja which is like a, a witch doctor. She's a Mexican witch doctor. <laughs> and she she's really a psychic. And I go to her and she reads my cards every now and then. I'll go like once or twice a year. And I really go for my friends because they want to go. I really don't really need to know my future anymore. I've gotten to the point where I just like, I'm living in the moment. She, My friends always want to go, so I'll take them. And then while I'm there, I'll go see her as well. But um, this woman's incredible. And on my way out about a month ago, she said, are you going to India? And I was like, I don't think so. She said, yeah, you're going at the end of the year. It's going to be a very successful trip. And a week later, I'm at YouTube Studios shooting a video. And um, 
Dr. Naram came to visit me because he was in town. And he was like, him and Dr. Clint were like, you got to come to India in January. Please come, please come. And they put, they made a really good case. And uh, so now I'm going to India and Nepal. And I'm like, oh my God, she said I was going to India. And it's funny because I shot out of bed the next day, remembering that what she said, because I had totally forgotten that she even said that. That is so wild. You know? That yeah. is so wild. Yeah. Does it get confusing living in kind of both <laughs> worlds? <laughs> like yeah, LA but- and this other world? Yeah, but I like the balance. And honestly, LA is amazing for people come from all over the country, from all over the world to find their dreams. And they come to this little city. Um, And all of a sudden, these people who maybe had never thought about these things before are like talking about astrology and about Oh yeah, that's why I named it Superficial Magic. It's like all about finding all this magic through these superficial (laughs) avenues of LA, but I love LA and I love what it does for people. I love the dark side of LA. I love the light side of LA. I love, I've been on this, really not like homeless, but I've been like on the dirty, dirty streets of LA I have, and I've done crazy shit, especially (laughs) like when I first got here. I mean, I'm from LA, but when I first was like out on my own and stuff, I mean, I did like some really crazy stuff and yeah. i've also have gotten to the other side of that where i mean i haven't even been to like a club in like three years i just like don't that doesn't appeal to me anymore where i was like i was a club promoter and i was like a, you know in, in college and i was working at saddle ranch and like while oh and then my going to school gosh. crazy and like i was like 19 years old and all my friends were like in their late 20s working at saddle ranch with me and i would like have these wild wild nights until like four in the morning and then i'd be in class at 7 a.m in college i mean i had like a crazy time in la and i also had an amazing it introduced me to kundalini it introduced yeah. me to met um to like plant medicines and stuff and honestly the biggest thing it did because i always wanted to be an actor growing up and i became a journalist instead i, ma- I majored in journalism fell in love with it decided that's what i wanted to do and it's because of knowing how to tell stories because abc and all these other places taught me how to tell a story taught me how to produce taught me how to um be a reporter taught me all of these things it's because of that that there is even a youtube channel yeah you know what i mean yeah so like as much as i i want to say like oh my god some of the stories we cover i'm not interested in or whatever it i i have only good things to say because it's what led me to where i'm at yeah because of abc and because of being a tv journalist that i know how to tell a story value and everything totally and it's why like i'll make a video and it'll get 10 million views somebody else i mean there's been so many third eye videos and nobody had heard of it before i started putting out videos Mm -hmm. but there's been so many but they would get like 200 300 views but those people didn't know how to tell a story yeah yeah i have a lot of friends who work in reality television Mm -hmm. who aren't obsessed with reality television obviously but the way that they can tell a story now is unbelievable and they get their dreams fulfilled from that yeah uh, you know experience so no wasted experiences you know none at all yeah uh yeah i'm just (laughs) i'm just so jealous that you get to do these well you can always choose another emotion (laughs) (laughs) it's your choice (laughs) how do i do that how to just choose it and well, stick I, I with just, it? Like, jealousy is not a thing I ever have had for anybody or anything. It's really? just like ever. I mean, maybe as a kid growing, you know, but I really outgrew that fast because it doesn't serve you. In fact, it holds you yeah. um, captive, you know? So when I see like somebody is doing a story I really want to do, I go, oh my God, that's so awesome. I want to do that too. I, read I don't that, think like, oh, it's not fair. They're doing that. Yeah. I wanted to do that story. It sounds like, okay, so jealousy like mentality. is a mixture of anger and shame. Okay. And it sounds like you don't have a lot of shame. No, I have anger. I I maybe don't have shame. shame, Probably. It sounds like you're missing the shame part. Maybe. 
Amazing. I think based, I think I had shame growing up based on like sexuality, mm-hmm. like coming out and, yeah. you know, that pro- I probably had shame with that. Of course. You know? Yeah. We do not make it easy for yeah. anybody to be different <laughs> in our yeah. society. Yeah. So um, I know you have to leave soon. We still have five minutes left if that's okay with you. Yeah, Can you just throw any information <laughs> out at us oh that, my God. that you think would be rad for us to know? Because you are an encyclopedia of a man. Honestly, I think the most thing is like intention. Intention is the most powerful, one of the most powerful things in the world. And we don't realize that before you do anything, before you start your day, before you get in the shower, before you have a big meeting, setting your intention really sets the tone um, for everything. And it could just be as easy as, um, so I'll always say like this bodied person sets the intention for blank. Um, Infinite light, please assist me in setting the intention for blank. Mm. Please remove anything within me which in doing so would help me with this intention you know and that's just like a really powerful way to start anything and even like with my youtube channel for example there was a time i did a video now it has like half a million views but at the time it had been like a week and it only had like twenty thousand views or something and it was something that i thought would do really well and i was like what is going on here it was a third eye video out of england and so i'm like driving to the airport to texas for a story for work and i'm like praying and I'm like, what's going on? And immediately I got a download and it was, why do you care? It's not your channel. It's mine. And it was like, Oh, so powerful. And now I just operate out of, this is not my YouTube channel. I'm just managing it for God. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's, I think a big thing also is just realize that you are, we think we're so important and we're so big and we have so much going on, but we're so small and we're really just here to serve a bigger purpose. And that's, I think what I would leave you with yeah I, I pray every morning to be a vessel <laughs> oh i love that yeah, yeah use me i always say use, use me use, use me. it yeah. yeah yeah come on god get in here <laughs> <laughs> and he is he's using you with this amazing podcast right you know i don't and it's not even a, out of a place of like being superficial like you say but um or like in ego to say that i don't normally do podcasts like i did shaman durek's last month i'm doing deepak chopra's podcast in november and Ooh. i'm doing yours and i get in my Instagram, I have a lot of messages from people who are like, can you do my podcast? Can you do my podcast? For some reason, I resonated with yours. I checked it out. I saw Shaman Jerk was following you. Mm-hmm. We're friends. And I saw that I listened to one of your episodes. I liked it. And I thought, yeah, I want to do this. I'm so glad so, you did. Yeah, it's I'm so, so awesome. And you're just the best. And Ingrid <laughs> and I are definitely going to steal you and go to Kundalini with you. Yeah. So where can they follow you on social media? Where can they find your YouTube? How can we become yeah. more obsessed with you? So there, just a note, there are like two fake Instagram profiles and I didn't even know because I'm blocked from them. So I can't see them. Oh my gosh. And my friends had to tell me. So I can't even have Frank Elleridi, which is my full name because somebody has that. And there's another something, Frank E or something. So mine is just F, my first initial, and then Elleridi, my last name, E-L-A-R-I-D-I. And, um, and then on YouTube is probably my biggest following and it's Frank Elleridi. And that's where you'll find all of the stuff we talked about today. It's so cool. Oh my gosh. Well, good luck with with your India journey and hopefully you can tell us all about it sometime soon. And you can find me at Megan Granger and follow Frank and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. 
Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.